0: Welcome to today's episode of Margaritas with Margarita Chang, CFP Pro. I'm Hope Katz Gibbs, producer of the show on the Incandescent Radio Network and IncandescentTV.com. We are here today with the amazing Carol Cho, who is obsessed with helping her clients unravel and demystify financial planning through education. So I can't wait to hear all about it. Take it away, Rita.
1: Well, thank you so much, Carol. So excited that you are here with us today. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I'm totally honored. I'm a huge fan of yours. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. So we have so much to talk about. So I think it's just a great place to begin. Tell us about your
2: background in the profession. Like, how did you find out about the financial advice profession? Yeah. You know, so I started eight years ago, but prior to that, I actually spent all of my twenties and most of my thirties living abroad. And I got to a point where I was sick and tired of being kind of like a a passive participant in my financial life. You know, it just occurred to me that these are things that were not really taught at school. And so I wanted to have more, um, you know, education and knowledge and just be more active and more involved with it. And coincidentally, at the same time, um, a huge insurance company recruited me. And I just thought this would be a really great opportunity for me to learn about the financial services industry through the insurance company, as well as to, you know, start learning how I can help other people. There's that expression, what like if you, you teach, you'll learn twice. So I uh, started at this large insurance company eight years ago, and I was actually uh, an insurance agent selling insurance and financial products for about a year. And then I had the opportunity to move to the corporate side of things where I actually helped develop sales and training materials for agents. And I also worked alongside uh, top agents, helping them with case design. So I learned a lot about like advanced planning and I learned a lot about relationship uh, development and practice management. It was a really great opportunity, um, but I found myself missing uh, being face-to-face with clients and one-to-one. So I I left the corporate side and I went back out into the field, so to speak, and um, picked up on where I left off in my practice. But then after a few years, I learned that I kind of grew out of the large insurance company model um, and it wasn't allowing me to build the practice that I want to and, and serve my clients in the way that I truly wanted to. So I did a lot of... Um, research. And I I spoke with a lot of other advisors from all over the country and a couple of unofficial mentors, so to speak. And I found um, uh, IRC Wealth, uh, which is a, a, you know, SEC registered investment firm. And, and what I liked about this firm and what I was looking for was a place that I could um, do the kind of work that I wanted to, to work with the the clients that I wanted to and, and build a practice that I could be proud of. Um, but it was also important for me to find a firm where there were other female advisors there. And it was really also important for me to find a firm where there were other, not only other female advisors, but just, I wanted to see diversity there. I wanted to see more women at the firm and women that held positions of influence and, and power as well. And and I found all that within IRC Wealth. So I'm very, very happy now. <laughs> no,
1: congratulations. And it's only been recently that you found your new home or joined your new, fo- how long has it been? Oh my gosh, it's only been a few months. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Of course, I have an idea, but I like to ask directly, what makes you good at what you do?
2: <laughs> so this question makes me blush. Um, and I guess my, my hope in being here today is that I'll have the ability to maybe inspire or motivate another individual that's thinking about being in the financial services industry but maybe they're scared too cuz they think oh my gosh I don't have you know the hard skills or I don't understand the math or I'm not good with numbers um and so I would say what makes me good at what I do is just that I have a lot of life experiences that I can draw from the title of this podcast is called mastering the art of financial planning and The art is not in creating a financial plan, right? Like to me, I mean, anyone can create a financial plan, right? Literally an app can create a financial plan, right? The art is really getting a client to implement that plan over years and decades, helping them to kind of like get over themselves and their emotions and and the challenges of life to implement that plan fully, right? That's I think where the art comes in. And so I draw from a lot of life experiences. And and that's the thing, like to do that well, you have to be a good listener and teacher. And so the advisors, in my opinion, that do really well in uh, financial planning are those that have a really good ability to connect with the person that they're talking to, um, you know, have the ability to uh, empathize and to relate to them. So to me, that's where where the art comes in. And I'm the. The daughter of an immigrant. So I I think those are some of the life experiences that I draw from. Um, being the daughter of an immigrant, you know, comes with its own kind of money mindset that, I, that I, I often love talking about, right? Like, you know, it's about scarcity mindset, not having enough, scrimping and saving, sacrificing. There's a lot of baggage that comes with being raised by immigrant parents, right? So I like to kind of pull that out and, and talk to people about that. You know, that's part of the art in the financial planning. I remember like when I was 10 or 11 years old, helping my parents, like opening up mail and helping them read financial statements and forms. And sometimes like I have to help them fill out forms. And I mean, I'm 10, it was so hard for me to read and then explain it to them and interpret it to them and translate it to them. And so I think I've brought that over today as an adult, where when I'm sitting with a client, they say to me, Carol, I've. Never had anyone explain it to me like that. Like I finally understand it. it. It's it's amazing when when a client says that to me. Yeah,
1: of course, and I definitely can see that. Viewers and listeners, Carol and I met at the Women in Wealth reception on International Women's Day earlier this year, March eighth, twenty twenty two, to be exact. And Carol, I believe that you are successful because your ability to relate and connect with others, demystify um, complicated concepts, and just make people um, feel more confident and empowered about the decisions they're making. So, yes, for those of you listening, Carol is a superstar. And just know (laughs) that it's okay to pivot. Like, she's still in the profession, but she, made a little move to align with where she wants to be. So in your opinion, what do you think is the most important personality strength? You kind of touched on this, but for those people who are listening, um, you know, I, I financial advising seems like it's something I could do, I'd like, but what do you think that people need to have to be successful in working with clients?
2: Yeah, I think it's a uh... A combination of having um, grit and vision. So I would say something that I've learned and I I also have, um, you know, a mentor that I always try to teach is to have vision and to have grit. Uh, and the reason why is, and I'll start with vision first, right? I think vision is really important to have um, because what happens is, I'll say this, like when I first started, right, They the the large insurance companies and the large financial organizations, they'll kind of like teach you how to um, prospect and talk to everyone everywhere. Uh, And and I understand why they do that. Right. They want to expose you to as many different ways of uh, reaching consumers to help you figure out like who you want to work with. But. Having vision as quickly as possible will help to clarify the kind of work that you're doing. Um, because what happens is, if you don't have vision, you might find yourself starting to fill your practice with clients that you may not want to serve, and, and they might not bring you joy. So, I'll give you an example. Like, you may want to work with divorced women, but you might find yourself over the years building a practice filled with engineers. And so, you might not be having the kind of conversations that you want to have, and you might not be doing the kind of planning that you want to have. Or maybe you want to work with pre-retirees, but you're filling your practice up with young families, right? So having vision as as early on as possible is incredibly important. Everything else is just kind of a distraction. But on that note, I think having grit is one of the, the strongest kinds of personality traits that you need in this career, because it's not an easy career, but it's incredibly rewarding, right? But grit is, you have to like love the grit and grind. And, and, And so the reason why the grit and the vision to me go together is that if you have um, vision, but no grit, you won't survive the tough times, right? And if you have grit, but no vision, you won't find purpose in what you're doing. And with no purpose, you won't find joy. With no joy, what's the point? So um, to me, you know, one of the the best lessons, one of the best personality traits is, is to have vision and grit, no, that's awesome. And I think that like you definitely did such a good job
1: addressing that. Would you say that's one of the most important lessons in your career, that grit and and the vision, the vision and the grit?
2: It is. It is. That's one of the most important lessons. And and I would say I've had um a lot of advisors that I look up to that have also have have said this to me and, and will kind of question me. And it's something that I to this day continue to Think about like, what is my vision, right? To to have this conversation with myself, to revisit, to review it, to remind myself, it's really important because it can get away from you um, as you're building your practice. I would also say like, what's really important too, is to have a servant mentality. I'm here, I believe to serve my clients uh, and my community and to educate them so that they can live out their best lives. Having this servant mentality, I think, is incredibly important, especially for uh, young advisors to keep that with them. For me, I believe everyone needs a financial advisor at some point in their lives. And I mean this, everyone, right? And I say this because, like, if we use literacy as an example, right, literacy is one's ability to read and write, right? Our schools have a curriculum that is required and, and students that are expected to achieve a certain level of literacy. So to me, until financial education is required, uh, where, where students are expected to exhibit a certain level of financial literacy, it, it, it's literally our jobs to provide this. Um, and so I think that's a um, another reason why I think like a servant mentality is also important. And there's just frankly not enough of us advisors to do all this good work. <laughs>
1: No, absolutely. And I love how you have the abundance mentality. There's plenty of opportunity for everyone because there's many different advisors. There's many different clients with different needs.
2: Absolutely. And and, yeah. and I just want to say something about that too, because like I think also when you're an advisor to, to understand that there are um, not enough of us, right? And you literally can't serve everyone. You can't. You can't serve everyone well. And everyone is not going to want to work with you. Right. Um, and I think that is something that in our in our community of advisors that we can maybe do a better job of, too, is to understand, hey, we're all on the same side. We're all doing this good work together. And there isn't like uh, I'm the best advisor and everyone else is is not doing such a great job. When I think about like how uh, sometimes in this industry, financial advisors might not have um the, the best uh, trust ratings we've seen those articles and studies on that and I think it's such a shame because I honestly believe that a lot of us are just trying to do great work and 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 serve our community and our and our our, our um, clients so having that abundance mindset to understand that hey we're all doing this together we're all doing the great work we all do it differently and there's not just one way to do it right I love that now I know that you are obsessed
1: about helping your clients uh, make smart financial decisions and demystify these uh, overwhelming concepts. Um, if you
2: weren't a financial advisor, what would you be? If I wasn't a financial advisor? Yes,
1: what would you be?
2: Oh my gosh. Rita, what would you
1: be? You know what? Oh my goodness. I love this. So uh, someone asked me, if you weren't a financial advisor, what would you do? Um, you know, as an undergraduates, I struggled with physics, but I loved chemistry. I was actually in a chemistry honors fraternity. Hope may not oh even know gosh. this. And I love beauty. I love chemistry. I'd be a beauty chemist if I could. If I weren't a financial oh, advisor, that. I'd be a beauty chemist.
2: I think if I wasn't doing this, it, it, would be, it would still be in some kind of area where I'm helping and serving you know, it might be combined with traveling as well. I I love traveling. I love going to um, other places. And the type of traveling that I used to do was where I would like live in a country for a year or two or three years. Because for me, that was the only way that I could actually learn about a country and and the people and the culture and the language. So that's the kind of traveling that I did. And I think if I wasn't doing this, I would... I would still be doing something in, in the financial services industry and education. Like it might be combining finance and travel, like maybe working with investors that want to see where their money is going when they're investing in some kind of, you know, ESG fund. And maybe we're creating travel or, or tour packages and we're, we're traveling to those remote countries so that they can see firsthand, like where their dollars are, are, are going, how it's being used. I think it would, it will always be around, I um I think finance, yeah, and education. love that. I
1: do. And I I said beauty chemist because I love herbs, I love aromatherapy, and I love helping people. And I help a lot of my friends with their skin ailments. So <laughs> I <laughs> do. But I love money too. But I just said if I weren't in financial service, what other profession would I be? I see myself as like, you know beauty chemist, right? So Carol, before we bid you
2: farewell, can you share how we can follow you and find more about your work? Yes, so you can go to our website at www.ircwealth.com. Um, there are some free resources there, but I always tell people, you know, I, I welcome you to participate in our complementary strategy sessions where we actually go through the actual financial planning process. And I always tell folks it doesn't commit anyone to anything. Some people take what they've learned with us and implement what we went over like on their own. Some of us are DIYers. And I think that's fantastic. Right. Um, and then there are others that are like, Oh, my gosh, I don't want to do this by myself. And then, you know, most will want to continue on the journey with us together. Um, so yeah, on uh, www.ircwealth.com. Thank you so much.
0: Now back to you, Hope that was so great i love alternative universes what you would have been if you weren't doing this so cheers <laughs> to you both uh to you know make make and makeup and <laughs> and helping people with their money you are watching margaritas with margarita chang cfp pro i'm hope Gibbs, producer of the show thank you carol cho for being with us today and our audience we will talk to you soon Thank you so much for being part of our incandescent radio and TV family. This is Hope Katz Gibbs, founder of Incandescent Incorporated, the PR and publishing company for women entrepreneurs. Our incandescent radio and TV shows are brought to you by our advertisers and clients. Margaritas with Margarita Chang, CFP Pro, brings us 15 minutes of tips every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live, where you'll meet experts who are helping us flex our financial muscles. Find all of the episodes at margaritachang.com. You'll also meet intuitive psychotherapist Kara Keem, who interviews therapists and other intuitive guides from around the world. Learn more at KaraKeene.com. And you're going to love social justice expert Karen Hanrahan, CEO of the San Francisco-based Glide Memorial Foundation. She bridges the gap from local impact to global change on her thought leadership show on Incandescent Radio. Learn more about Karen at karenhanrahan.com. You're also going to love Alina Liao, founder of the radical wellness journaling company, zenitjournals.com. Alina asks, have you tried to journal but found it hard to keep up? Zenit makes it easier to journal for your wellness. With Zenit, you can customize your journal with prompts that speak to you, no more blank pages. Your Zenit is your personalized space to take care of yourself. Website, zenitjournals.com. Feel it, write it, then it. You'll also meet amazing Tracy Schott, founder of VoicesForChange.com. Tracy is determined to change the world and end domestic violence. Learn more at VoicesForChange.net. And we are so thrilled to be publishing a book for Angela Mitchell, who is the tech expert of case management. And she's also the founder of this fabulous organization, Kids Code 2. She is determined to teach kids to code computers. Talk about teaching a kid to fish. We invite you to discover and peruse all the Incandescent Incorporated websites, the magazine for women, by women, about women, incandescentwomen.com. Our health and wellness magazine is beincandescent.com, the business of mind, body, spirit, soul, and heart. Our YouTube channel is incandescent.tv. And you can learn about our PR and book publishing services at incandescent.us. If you'd like to have your own radio and video show, check us out at incandescentradio.com where you can see what we can do for you these podcasts are also featured on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Our podcasts are produced by Brandy Wilsker. Our videos are produced by Nelson Benavides. Our website developer is Max Kukoy, and our incandescent illustrator and designer is Michael Glenwood Gibbs. If you'd like to learn more, please send me an email, hope at hopegibs.com. Here is to your incredible indelible, incandescent success. Much love and many thanks.